what it is, pro silly listeners. It's your favorite audible boo thing, Amber Smiles Jones. Welcome back to the Professionally Silly Podcast, the podcast where we like to have a good ass time. We, we talk about a lot of things here. It really is a amazing variety show, in my opinion, but you know, I'm a bit biased because I do all the work. <laughs> we discuss true crime, the paranormal, and some amusing ass interesting topics that I find on the internet hosted by a broke ass comedian who is a future cat lady hello everyone welcome to the podcast i like to keep you guys guessing on what the next episode will be so uh (laughs) stay tuned friend before we get started i'm gonna go ahead and remind you guys that it is still black history month listeners yes and this month I will be sharing some interesting black history facts in the beginning of every episode. Uh, My black ass isn't going to just ignore my month. No ma'am, no sir, no way, no how. Black history is American history and it's only discussed uh, one month a year, you know? So with the same type of information, usually the same type of info. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and and drop some knowledge bombs on y'all. Okay. I'm going to share some, some black history information that you may not be aware of. Yeah. I'm going to edumacate you bitches. How about that? go ahead and talk about Atlanta's first black police officers. As many of you may know, I am from Atlanta, Georgia. I did live in Los Angeles when I started this podcast, but I have returned home. The chicken has come home to roost. Is that the right term? We're going to go with it. So (laughs) I've been doing, um, I really enjoy sharing with you guys this black history facts that I that I researched. And this one was very interesting. Did you know that in 1948, Atlanta added eight black men to its police force? Now, they reported for duty April 3rd, 1948 for the first time. During this time, according to a 1947 Newsweek article, it was estimated that one quarter of the Atlanta police officers were members of the Ku Klux Klan, which, to be honest with you, does not surprise me at all, and I'm almost positive that that number still has not changed. A lot of officers are still members of the Ku Klux Klan, so it's one of the reasons why I get so nervous when there was a cop behind me, because I don't know what the hell is on his mind or her mind. You know what I'm saying? So it says here, these eight black officers weren't even allowed to work from the police headquarters. They were made to work in the basement of a local colored YMCA. They did this because the mayor and the police chief of Atlanta were worried the white officers would attack them. And guess what? Black folk is still worried about exactly that. We still worry that the police are going to attack us or shoot us or kill us just because we're black. And it happens every day. I'm sure you guys remember all the BLM marches that did not just take over our country, but took over the world after the death of George Floyd. This is a real thing, guys. And I, it's not even new. What's going on that, that has changed is that we all have cameras on our cell phones. You know, so it's, it's just so difficult to hide the truth from the world. And the world is fed the fuck up. It's as simple as that. Now, only they were only allowed to patrol black neighborhoods and were to stay out of the white neighborhoods. They were never issued squad cars and they walked the streets with a partner. Now, black officers were openly openly discriminated against within the APD and both white and black communities. So they had to walk a very tight, tight line, a very tight line. The black community, a lot of them saw them, a lot of us saw them as traitors. You know, oh, you, you want to be a cop now so you can harass us and do all this shit. You know what I'm saying? And then the white community didn't respect them at all. Not at all. You, you can't even arrest me, boy. You, you can't even arrest me. You ain't nothing. Can you imagine? 
Can you imagine how difficult that must have been for those for the first for those first black officers? I mean, I'm assuming that it's difficult for the black officers these days, but it kind of seems to me once you put on your uniform, you're no longer black, you're blue. You know, <laughs> but I'm not a black cop, so I can't really say to that. But that's my assumption. I got to be honest with you. Now, if they if they ever witness white people committing crimes right in front of them, they were not allowed to arrest them. They, you know, they were they were they were to call for white assistance. That's what they had to do. Claude Dixon, Henry Hooks, Johnny Jones. Ernest Lyons, Robert McKibbins, John Sanders, Willard Strickland, and Willie Elkins. These were the first black police officers to work for APD. Now, it wasn't until 1962 that black, op- that black officers were actually allowed to arrest white people and they got to ride in patrol cars. That 1962 that drives me oh my god (laughs) now as you can imagine life for these people wasn't easy as I said they they had to tread extremely lightly on all fronts all fronts now Beverly Harvard was Atlanta's first black female police chief in 1994 and she even helped plan for the 1996 Olympics and uh, helped find Eric Rudolph, the asshole that decided to bomb the 1996 Atlanta Olympics. So there's some information for you guys right there. Atlanta's first black police officers for the APD. I hope you guys learned something because when I shared this on TikTok, a lot of people were commenting under the video saying, that, oh, they're, they were so shocked. They couldn't believe it. Well, that's how it was for black folk in America and not even just America, racism. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. France has a really bad racism issue as well, dealing toward their black community and many other countries. So I hope that this kind of opens your eyes to the things that black folk have to put up with and continue to have to put up with. Not much has changed, except now it's a lot more difficult to ignore the problem. I hope you guys enjoyed your black history facts that I want to share with you. So let's go ahead and get on to our scheduled programming. Happy Black History Month, listeners. been a difficult last few weeks. As you all know, um, or maybe you don't because you're new here, but I just moved back from Los Angeles to Atlanta and I'm staying with my parents right now. And it sucks, but it's awesome at the same time because, you know, I'm in my 30s and I want to go back home. You know what I mean? It makes you feel like a failure. But during this pandemic, I'm not the only one who has had to do that. Plus, my family needs me, and uh, there's a sense of pride in being able to help take care of them and help, you know, uh, do things that that need to get done, you know. But anyways, um, I got back in December. As you know, it's now February, so it's been a couple of months now. And um, the last few weeks, my mom has been hospitalized twice. She's having some medical problems and this pandemic isn't making it any easier because I'm not even allowed to visit her at the hospital. They're not allowing any visitors there uh, during this pandemic time, which makes sense. It just really fucking sucks. You know, Uh, she did. She did show signs of COVID, uh, but she but wasn't showing any like super scary symptoms. She's asymptomatic, you know, so that's good. And, but uh, she did have pneumonia, and that that's no fun. That's no fun at all. She definitely had shortness of breath and, uh, and other things like that, but she is in good spirits, and she's doing a lot better. You know, now I am not a religious person at all, but I, I would love it, love it, love it if you guys would send Mama Jones 
some prayers her way and some positive vibes. I just, I wasn't going to, I honestly wasn't going to make an episode this week, but I decided to go ahead because you guys are my pod fam. You know, you're my podcast family. I, you know, it, it also making content calms me down and keeps my mind busy. It connects me to the world. It keeps me focused. So here we are. <laughs> but uh, Mama Jones is going to be just fine. I just finished FaceTiming her before I begin recording because I wanted to see her face before I started, you know, just to kind of take the distraction off my brain because, you know, I'm worried about her. She's my mom, you know. So um, I posted a new video on my Professionally Silly YouTube channel. And it was called My Mom is Back Home with the Family, which I made after she got home from the hospital the first time. So, you know, the title is, is a little incorrect at the moment. Uh, but I also shared some cool stuff that my mom got from this amazing black owned business. Um, she loves to create.etsy.com. And I also showed you. A cool hot toddy drink recipe that I am in love with. I am in love with it. Nothing like a warm whiskey drink when you're not feeling well on a cold day. Okay, because I'm sure you can probably tell that I sound a bit congested because I am. (laughs) You know, I just blew the shit out of my nose uh, 80,000 times before I came to record this. So... Uh, just just work with me here just work with me anyways it was a great video and uh hopefully I'll make another video when my mom is home and you know and and she stays here okay ah I love that woman so damn much anyways click your thumbs up button and subscribe to show your girl some support you know for her videos I'm saying I'm speaking in third person like I'm not fucking here (laughs) and be sure to click the notification bell to be notified when I do post new videos now last week I talked so much shit about Valentine's Day with my crappy Valentine's Day episode because nothing says happy Valentine's Day like a podcast episode made by a bitter single bitch like myself uh, <laughs> we had we had a lot of fun though. Um, I found some Valentine's Day dates and experiences that just plain sucked, and we talked about those. Now I gotta say, I think my favorite one of the episode was the one that involved the flea bag whorehouse. Yeah, so if you haven't heard that episode, make sure you guys check it out. It was a lot of fun. They're like flea bag whorehouse. Go ahead and listen to that episode. I want to know what's going on here. <laughs> That's what you call clickbait, audible, audible clickbait. But it was a fun episode. You'll enjoy it. This week, I thought we would visit the eerie side of the street. And let's talk about black-eyed children. Yeah, those creepy-ass white kids with their eyes completely blacked out. Yeah, yeah. See, I've never seen a black-eyed child. Have you? Okay, look at all the movies. Have you? (laughs) Now, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. White children scare the shit out of me. And it's because all of those horror movies uh, where they they just start randomly speaking Latin and shit and making furniture and knives fly around. I don't have time for that. These motherfuckers got, and then they got blackout eyes too. No sir and no ma'am. I'm not dealing with it. But before we get started with these creepy ass kids, uh, (laughs) I wanted to remind you guys that if you have any interesting stories that you or someone you know has experienced, send them in. I want it. I want it. (laughs) I would love to include you guys in the podcast a lot more, you know. If you have funny stories to share, scary ones, weird ones, what have you, send those bitches in. I love it. Hell, your story might be what actually decides what that particular podcast episode will be about. You know, I am really bad at planning ahead. I've been trying to figure out how to record ahead of time and do several podcasts at once, but that hasn't happened yet. You know, and I've been wanting to do the same thing for my YouTube channels, but that hasn't happened yet either. So, which explains why your girl is recording the day of the podcast was supposed to drop today. You know, leave me alone. 
right? I got a lot going on, all right? (laughs) Now, if you have a suggestion for an episode, send them in. Email me at itsprofessionallysilly at gmail.com. I'll have that down below in the show notes. I was even thinking about doing a few episodes with one of you, my kick-ass listeners, every now and then to co-host an episode with me. I've got so many ideas, and that's my most recent one. And uh, I'll, I guess what I'll do is I'll, I'll leave a, uh, a post in the Facebook group, the, po- the Professionally Silly Podcast group. And uh, if you're interested in doing that, let me know there or let me know on our Twitter at It's Pro Silly. Let, let me know. Let me know. If you would like to support this podcast, and I'm hoping that you do, because this podcast is amazeballs, all you have to do is leave this podcast a five-star and written review on Apple Podcasts or whichever podcast platform you're using. You know, so you hear that professionally silly podcast group? Yeah, yeah, there are 45 of you motherfuckers in there, okay? I'm gonna need y'all to leave some nice reviews on Apple Podcasts been sitting here begging you bitches for years let's do this (laughs) oh my goodness now I mentioned Apple Podcasts because their reviews definitely hold the most weight and uh, for some reason not every podcast platform has the option for you to leave a review so help a sister out this Black History Month and support this Black Creator okay and let me know that you're enjoying the awesome that I put into this podcast all right, let's go ahead and talk about these creepy ass kids. How about that? Okay, so let's talk about a little bit about black eyed children and what they are, in case we do have listeners who haven't heard of them. Now, according to Wikipedia, black eyed children or black eyed kids are an American contemporary legend of paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16. They have pale skin and black eyes. I mean, completely black. You know the white part of your eyes? Yeah, that's going to be black on them. And they are reportedly seen hitchhiking or panhandling or maybe even encountered you on on, on the doorsteps of residential homes. You know what I'm saying? There's some creepy shit. Now, supposedly, the urban legend of BECs, I, I've decided to shorten the phrase black-eyed children to BEC from now on, so there you go. It's easier to say, and I'm lazy, so it's, you know. But supposedly, anyways, they started becoming popular in the 80s, and then when the 90s and 2000s got here, the stories and sightings and I'm doing the, I'm doing open uh, air quotes here and sightings took off like wildfire. Now, terrifying stories and even movies began starring these BECs. And uh, I'm almost positive that Logan and Jake Paul were black eyed children at some point. I'll never be convinced that they weren't. They're just I don't I, just, I feel like they're evil. I feel, do they still have black eyes? Logan and Jake Paul. I feel like Jake Paul certainly does. Anyway, moving on. BECs are paranormal things that resemble children, but their eyes are completely blacked out, like I said before. They like to approach you when you're alone, usually. Maybe while you're home alone. Yeah. Yep. While you're all by yourself. They like to they like to knock on your door. Yeah. And they catch you at a red light late at night. Maybe while you're at a creepy ass gas station in the middle of nowhere uh, or, or an empty parking lot after your shift, <laughs> they always seem to need help or they don't say shit and they just stare at you and stand there motionless. Yeah, they don't show you their eyes at first because they want you to trust them. They won't seem threatening at, at the beginning, but that's the point. Now, black-eyed children will ask to come to your home, will come into your home or into your car. And they are, they're like vampires because they can't enter unless you say they can. Now, they will be extremely persis- uh, persistent about, about it, which uh, would be your first clue. They're very persistent, you know. And when they do look at you and reveal their eyes, 
you can you can almost feel like this overwhelming amount of dread you know and sometimes you don't even have to look into their eyes to feel that way you know just got to be near them even if you don't know that they're there like you're not positive that they're there just just them being around you can make you feel just horrible it's ugh, you know now anyone who has come across uh black eyed children and survived them says they felt it you know it's like it's like they knew something horrible was going to happen before something horrible actually happened this is some creepy terrifying shit okay now in all the movies i've seen and, and, and all that stuff, all the videos and all the stories, they're always white kids. I don't know what that's about. I ain't write this up, okay? Like I said before in the beginning, white children scare the shit out of me, okay? So if you ever see me in the street and you got a little white child, you got you to gotta warn me, hey, hey, Amber, I like your podcast. My kid is white. Just want to let you know. Don't freak out. <laughs> little Amy here has blue eyes. It's okay. <laughs> All my white ladies, all my white listeners are like, listen, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and log off. <laughs> all right, let's get back to this. So their clothes, uh, the BECs, their clothes are usually outdated for the time. So if you see kids between the age of six and 16 with black ass eyes wearing clothes from the eighties, run motherfucker, because you're in danger. <laughs> you are. They also kind of speak in an outdated kind of way like they never tend to use words that that you would actually use today like for instance they'll say things like you must let me in or I require assistance shit like that you know nobody talks like that you know what I'm saying they uh they, they seem they seem like almost like aliens or something from another from another planet trying to blend in and and seem like actual children. They do and say shit that makes you go, "What the entire weird fuck is going on here?" Okay? It's it's to be said that they are children of the devil and allowing them into your home or vehicle is pretty much you're letting the devil into your life. That's what you just did. So don't nobody got time for that shit. I know I don't. No, no, no. Now, many people claim that they have seen the BECs, black eyed children, while they are driving late at night down an empty road, outside their window late at night, or sometimes sneaking around the shadows of their room. Now, some have even reported seeing the black eyed children standing in the corners of their rooms while they're experiencing sleep paralysis or even waking up in the middle of the night because they sensed that someone was watching them. That's some creepy ass shit. Okay. Now I actually, <laughs> I actually did a podcast about sleep paralysis, a podcast episode about sleep paralysis. Not that long ago. I think it was around December in 2019. So if you haven't heard that episode, go ahead and check that out because it was interesting as fuck and also terrifying as shit. This podcast is so awesome, but once again, I'm biased. <laughs> now, the first story that I want to share with you guys today, it, it, it is, it's said to be the very first sighting and experience of black eyed children. It's also said that um, the legend itself originated in 96 in 1996, and this reporter from Texas, Brian Bethel, wrote about two alleged encounters of the black-eyed children, and he shared his experience that he had in um, Abilene, Texas, with the BECs, and in 2012, he even shared his story on a TV show called Monsters and Mysteries in America. So I'm going to share with you one of those stories there, and uh, by the way, Shout out to my fam out there in Texas. I know y'all y'all fucking going through it right now. You know, what I'm saying prayers and positive vibes uh to all of you. You know, I heard that the mayor, what's his name? Tim Bird, he ain't shit. Apparently, he says the government don't owe you shit. The strongest will survive and the weak will perish. What kind of mayor is that? Good god. Glad he decided to resign. There's no way he could have kept this job after that message. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, Google 
Texas mayor that resigned, and uh, you'll find out that he's quite the asshole. Also, uh, Ted Cruz decided to take his ass to Cancun. He said, listen, I'm rich, I'm an asshole, and I'm abandoning this entire fucking state, and I'm going to get me some sun in Cancun. What a bitch. Anywho, let's go ahead and get back to these black-eyed children. Now, these stories are really creepy. I, I read a lot of them to find the ones that I decided to share. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have nightmares tonight. Let's go ahead and take a look at the first story. It reads, In the snowy town in the middle of nowhere, Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. Parents will be here soon. May we come in? The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while, they let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. The wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children. May we please use the restroom? The wife looked at the kids, and she finally saw them. The children's eyes were as black as a starless universe. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hand. Did, did you see their eyes? The husband then showed her his hand full of blood from a nosebleed. The power suddenly went out, and the house turned as dark as the kid's eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall, uttering, Our parents are here. The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open, and the wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of their driveway. The men were very tall and slender, and the wife waved but did not receive the same friendly gesture. The two men and the children then drove away together in one car. The power then came back on, and a little after, a little later after the kids left throughout the next week, weird things happened in the household. Three out of four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in a pool of its own blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor, where he was diagnosed with a very aggressive skin cancer. See, this right here is why you don't let these fucking kids in your home. No child at all, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. If I don't know you, you're not coming inside my damn house. No, ma'am. No, sir. Now, how the fuck did their parents know that they were there? Uh, how to find them? I don't even know. That's a question that I have. Did they call them before knocking on the door? And why didn't they stay where they called them? You know what I'm saying? And then the cats are disappearing and showing up dead and shit. And her husband's nose starts bleeding out of no fucking where. No fucking ma'am. Then they just drive off with Slenderman's cousins. No, not I. Not today, bitch. Look, I'm telling y'all, look, <laughs> this is a big fuck no for me, and I'm sure it's a big fuck no for you, all right? That's just how I feel. There are so many BEC stories out there. I found some of the creepiest I could out there, and I read a lot, and y'all better be listening to this episode in the daytime with all the lights on with a cross in one hand and holy water in the other, okay? <laughs> and also, if you see any black-eyed children, don't even look their direction. Don't, don't, just pretend they don't exist. I'm telling you, this is something that you don't want to deal with. All right, so here's our next story here, and it's, it's, it's a creeper. It's a creeper, and it reads, On March 17th, 
2008, I had one, I had my one and only encounter with a black eyed kid. Before my experience, I had never heard of anything having to do with black eyed kids. I was 12. I was sitting outside of a hairdresser's of a hairdresser's in an old Chevy pickup waiting for my mom to get her hair cut. About 15 minutes had passed and I saw some kid walking back and forth along the sidewalk in front of my parked car. At first, I thought it was I thought I recognized him as one of my friends from school, so I banged on the front windshield until he looked my way. It was not anyone that I knew. At this point, I was not scared at all, not yet. The boy walked over to the side of my car and just stares. I think I think to let me get a good look at his eyes to freak me out. And let me tell you, if you have never seen a black-eyed kid, you have no idea what to imagine. Black pupils as black as the night sky. The boy whispers, you must let me in. And I then locked the doors and ducked down into the space below the seats. Five minutes later, he was gone. When my mother got into the car, she told me that a boy with black eyes came into the hairdressers and had insisted for my mother to give him the keys to the car. She refused, and thank God she did. See, that's some sh- some crazy shit right there, okay? This damn BEC going to, he took his ass inside of the hairdresser and demanded the kid's mom to give him the keys to her car with her child in it. She must have looked at him like he was fucking crazy. I certainly would have. The fuck out of here with your rude, creepy ass. But the question I have is, how did he know which woman was that boy's mother? See, that's, that's that shit right there, okay? Let's go ahead and check out this next story. The incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small-town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved cross-country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to the city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the, to the peculiarity of the situation was the fact that someone was knocking at six in the morning. Uh, motherfucker, you think? <laughs> that's that's terrible. I don't, mm-mm. nope. <laughs> it goes on to say, the second thing that should have dawned on me is that this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it. See, that right there is a big hell no for me. And also was rude as fuck. (laughs) He goes on to share his story. The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work, a pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short black hair, and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6 a.m. struck me as odd and even more odd that he was eating an apple. He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. All right, pause. Uh, that, would re- that wouldn't strike me to be that odd, honestly, because black folk wear sunglasses indoors, okay? Like, like at dark ass nightclubs. So I probably wouldn't have paid any attention to that if I'm being completely honest with you. <laughs> that, that, that's not a huge red flag for me. That's a cultural thing. I don't know why people wear uh, sunglasses inside of nightclubs. I never understood that shit. But, you know, uh, let me go on here. 
<clears throat> so he was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said, no, closed the door and slid the security chain into place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the now chained door and before I could speak, he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I reply and attempted to close the door. But before the door could shut, he put his hand out, stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses, and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? Fuck that, I replied, and a little confused. Get the hell out of here. My wife is going to call the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in lowers his glasses, revealing his eyes as black as obsidian, and says, No, you won't be calling anybody. At the moment, I forced the door closed, locked it, and called out to my wife, and she scared shitless, hiding in the bedroom. All jacked up on adrenaline, I ripped the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He was gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio and check the gate, and it's still latched from the inside. That was fucked up, I think to myself. As I turned to enter the house, I noticed a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. No fucking ma'am, okay? This fool went outside after that weird-ass experience Hell no. See, that dude was white as fuck. There's no way he wasn't, okay? <laughs> Knock on a black person door before noon and see what the fuck happens, okay? At the best, at the best, you'll get cursed the fuck out. At the worst, I hope you're wearing protective gear, okay? And and that's <laughs> that's if we even answer the fucking door to begin with. 6 a.m.? You must be at your goddamn mind. <laughs> and this B-E-C-S-O-B asked for ketchup for his apple, that's some weird ass shit right there. Uh-uh. You won't be calling anybody. The fuck I won't. <laughs> okay, I'll hit a black-eyed child right now. They're not even real kids, okay? So that's just how I feel about it. And how the fuck you just gonna leave your dirty-ass, half-eaten apple litter on my, on my damn lawn? Did your black-eyed mama not raise you with some damn manners? <laughs> and his wife was hiding in the bathroom and probably didn't call any damn body. Ketchup for my apple. Get the fuck out of here. I have no time for it. In early November 2012, a woman was up late watching a movie with her cat when it suddenly leaped off her lap. The woman was left stunned and she followed her cat into the laundry room, but the cat refused to leave from its spot between the machines. Suddenly, the woman heard knocks on her door and figured out that it was probably late-night trick-or-treaters. When she opened the door, the woman was met by two children, a boy and a girl. However, there was something strange about these children, who just stood there looking into her house. They weren't wearing any costumes or holding any buckets. Then the boy suddenly asked the woman if her cat had left which arose concern in the woman. Then the girl whispered to the woman, We need to get inside. The boy was staring at her and grinning. Feeling fearful, she noticed that their eyes were completely blacked, and the woman shut the door and called the police. The police only found footprints that led into the forest behind the woman's home. It wasn't until months later that the woman found a makeshift bed in her gardening shed. See, this, this could have been me. This could have been me. I watch television with my cat all the damn time. My cat is the perfect movie companion. She doesn't ask questions, never hogs the snacks, and she's amazing at cuddling when she feels like it. Because, you know, after all, she is a cat. <laughs> you know, she's none. She, she's, she's just, she doesn't give a shit, okay? She's just awesome. First off, 
don't be knocking on my door asking about my cat. All right. She ain't none of your damn business. All right. <laughs> and also the police actually found footprints, which is creepy as fuck. And honestly, that could have been, that could have been a, is a, is Tamara home? That could have been a, is a Tamara home situation. You know, that movie, the strangers. Yeah. But why the fuck was there a makeshift bed in her shed? Okay. Them BECs were just chilling rent free. No, sir. No, sir. And also I didn't know they slept. <laughs> that, that last part of the story confused me. I was like, why? What? <laughs> but she found a makeshift bed in her she shed. I don't have time for it. I do not. No. In 2010, a man known as Noetic, which I hope I said his name right, encountered two black-eyed teenagers outside his place of work. It was an ordinary July night in Ohio, and Noetic was in the middle of a night shift. Craving a cigarette, he decided to step outside the building and noticed two teenaged boys across the street. As he smoked, he realized that the boys were staring at him. Reary, Noetic returned to the safety of his cubicle and tried to refocus on his work only to see through the security cameras that the boys had appeared in front of his building, motioning for him to come outside. Fed up, Noetic went to the door, contemplating whether or not he should call the police. As if they had read his mind, the boys insisted that no such action was necessary. All they needed was to use a phone. Noetic refused. He watched in horror as one of the boys continued to stare up at the security camera while the other ventured to the back of the building, watching the cameras as though they could see what he was doing. With frayed nerves, Noetic contacted the police, watching the teenagers on the video feed the entire time. When the officer arrived on the scene, he could not locate the teenagers anywhere, despite the fact that Noetic never tore his eyes away from the video feed. So, that's some creepy ass shit, I gotta say. <laughs> Even my cat was worried. I'm not sure if y'all could hear her meowing in the background, but she was like, oh, shit. But that's some creepy ass shit. The fact that they stared at the camera as if they could see what, what he was doing is terrifying. It's ter and there is no other way to describe that. There isn't. See, this is why you never have night jobs. Okay? Crazy shit happens after dark, man, and everyone else is asleep. So you, you awake as fuck to experience all the creepy. That's how that works. Now, I bet when the police showed up, they were like, uh, sir, what were you actually smoking tonight? You know, <laughs> I, I do not have time for it. I do not. Now, we've got one more story uh, to share for this podcast episode. And it's a good one. It's a good one. It really is. One evening, a recluse living in British Columbia decided to see a scary flick at the local movie theater. Already on edge because of the film, he leapt from his chair when he heard a knock on his door later that night. With each step he took towards the door, the man felt a sense of dread flood down his spine. Nevertheless, something compelled him to open the door. Standing on the front porch was a beautiful teenage girl. The man guessed she was around six feet tall, and she had beautiful blonde hair. "'May I enter the premises?' the girl asked looking up at the man with solid black eyes. Horrified by what he saw, the man screamed and shut the door in her face. He marched to his bedroom, pulled out a gun, and sat in the chair in the corner until morning. 
hours later, the man went to retrieve his mail, and the black-eyed teen was nowhere to be found, but the word soon was etched into his front door. Bruh. Okay, if each step you take towards the door feels uh, fills you with overwhelming dread, don't answer the damn door, okay? <laughs> and who the hell says, may I enter the premises? See, I told you these BECs say weird ass shit that no one really says. I don't have time for it, okay? Also, pulling out your gun was a good ass idea because you know damn well some beautiful blondes ain't gonna be knocking on your door normally. That shit doesn't happen, okay? It only happens uh, in Pornhub videos, okay? <laughs> and first of all, this black-eyed bitch went ahead and vandalized his door. Don't be etching soon into my damn door. Who's going to pay for this? Huh? I don't have, t I do not have time for it. I don't. The, no, no ma'am, no sir, no way, no how. I, mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. see, I didn't told you about these white kids. <laughs> oh my God. I certainly hope that you guys enjoyed this creepy ass episode. I read, like I said before, I read a lot of BEC stories, okay? And I made the mistake of researching this shit late at night because I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> so if there's anything that you take from this podcast episode, it's don't trust kids. They will suck your soul right out of your body. And I'm telling you, don't trust any kid any kid just in case professionally silly life rules you know what i'm saying if it, <laughs> that's just how i feel all kids are evil all kids are evil they all mm, nope <laughs> especially if they got black eyes if you have any stories that you guys want to share be sure to email them to me or if you have an episode request let me know the email, the podcast email is it's professionally silly at gmail.com because I cover so many interesting topics. So please, please feel free to send them in. You can also leave me a message on the Anchor app or on my Google voice number 805-664-1828. Once again, 805-664-1828. My number and my email will be down in the show notes. So leave me a voice message or a text message, and I'll put you on the podcast unless you say otherwise. I'm going to go ahead and uh, take the time to shout out wikipedia.com, tbsnews.net, thoughtcatalog.com, and thelineup.com. I found our Black Eyed Children stories on these sites, and uh, there are plenty other stories out there, I'm sure. So maybe we'll do a part two. I know I say that a lot and then I just do a new episode every time. But, you know, I might want to circle back. You don't know. You don't know my life. Okay. I want to thank you guys so much for your support and coming back every week. You know, I'm saying I, I appreciate you. You're loyal. You know, what I'm saying you need to get your family and friends up on the Professionally Silly podcast because they don't know what they missing. What? And if this is your first time listening, well, I hope your ass decides to come back because I do this every Friday. We get professionally silly every Friday. Yes. Please don't forget to support your girl by leaving reviews on whichever podcast directory that you're using, especially, especially Apple Podcasts, okay? If you got that, they are, they're the podcast gods. They really are. They really are. So if you can do that, it will help my podcast grow immensely. Okay. And if you have a chance, it gives me a chance to, to reach more people, which is what fucking titties. You guys fucking know that I loves it so hard. So this week, don't forget, uh, we're doing our PSC right now. So this week, our PSC for the podcast shout out corner is Dr. No Sleep Scary Horror Stories. Uh, I mean, the title of the podcast kind of says it all. It does. This podcast tells scary stories that keep you up at night. 
Dr. No Sleep keeps your ass awake and terrified with new stories every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You'll never sleep again. Well, at least on those nights. Um, Subscribe to the Dr. No Sleep Scary Horror Stories podcast. Make sure you let them know that the Professionally Silly podcast sent you. I, like I always say, none of our PSCs really need shout outs for my tiny little podcast. But, you know, a lot of them are doing great. They actually making money. Good for them. Okay. But I do enjoy these podcasts that I share with you. And I think that you'll like them too. I really do. If you enjoy listening to the Professionally Silly podcast and you want to help a girl out, you can now support my silly content by making monthly donations. Yes, this will be extremely helpful in making the Professionally Silly podcast even better and help move the silly forward. You know, so you can always make monthly contributions as low as 99 cents a month. That ain't shit. That ain't shit. I feel like crack costs more. I don't know. know, Crack is whack. Crack is cheap. I don't know a lot of information about that. (laughs) You can do $4.99 or $9.99 a month right here on the Anchor app. And if you have some commitment issues, as I say, and you don't have the Anchor app, there is always PayPal. So www.paypal.me slash Amber Smiles Jones Help me keep the silly flowing. Also, check out the show notes for some bonus information like my social media stuff. I got TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. I got two YouTube channels, the Professionally Silly channel and the Paranormal Blacktivity channel. We are really close to getting 10,000 subscribers on the Professionally Silly channel and pretty far from getting 1,000 subscribers from the Paranormal Blacktivity channel. You know what I'm saying? But I would love it, love it, love it if you guys would subscribe to those channels and join in on my awesome visually, you know what I mean? All my personal and podcast social media info is going to be down in the show notes below. That includes the Twitter and Instagram uh, for the podcast at It's Pro Silly. Um, Every week when I put up this podcast episode, I am now putting up pictures and or videos that are pertaining to the episodes that I release. So make sure you guys go ahead and take a look at those as you're listening to the podcast because, you know, it's fun. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Share your opinions of my older and or newer episodes You know what I'm saying? You can post uh, true crime and paranormal memes and all that good stuff in the Professionally Silly Podcast group. You know, we can talk about some of these episodes and we can talk some shit and you can do it with awesome people. And they're awesome because they are a part of the podcast group. What can I say? Professionally Silly is the shit. Again, I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased. (laughs) once again ladies and gents i'm your audible boo thing amber smiles jones and thank you so much for listening to the professionally silly station here on anchor fm where i take my silliness seriously until next time my loves watch where you step because there's pieces of shit everywhere and one one of them just gotta quit it yeah donald trump you little bitch all right Bye.